Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub Podcast. We hope you've been having a good week. We hope that uh, you got a lot accomplished, that you made a difference in a positive way in your life, and you let God make a difference in you as well. So now we're going to sit, smoke cigars, and talk about life. Yeah, that's what we're going to I mean. That's what we always do, right? There we go. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's a beautiful thing that we, um, listen, I, I was, Tim and I were talking uh, the other day, and we feel extremely blessed to have the opportunity to be here, uh, to be given this platform. We believe that this is 100% from God and that uh, we know that because he's taken this and this has become his platform for his word. And we appreciate all of you that have stuck by the support and that um, that that feel touched by this. And uh, man, the opportunity to get to share God's word on a weekly basis now is just it's just exciting. It's so exciting for me to know that that the impact that's being made, the comments that are being shared um, and that. My my prayer is that everybody sees that this is from God, not from us. Well, and it's clear that God's in control of this because, uh, well, look at how much it's changed over the last year. And I realized something uh, last night or the night before that uh, we're a year old now. We have been wow. in existence for a year in terms of live shows. I don't remember the exact date, but it was right around here in May of last year where we went live for the first time with Louis Cuevas where you had all your bleep loops go wrong and you joined like 15 minutes into the live show. And and not much has changed. (laughs) No, right? Not much has changed, but but it's been a whole year. And look in 12 months where it went from all cigars with a little bit of God, even though God was a foundation behind the scenes, to God being the person up front taking the lead role and cigars taking the back seat and just being enjoyed while we talk yeah and i think it's i think it's beautiful i think it's a really cool thing but the other thing that's happened too in the last year is a big change in you and i oh yeah there's been a big change there's been a big change in you and how you are with your family and how you are with your walk with god there's been a big change in myself um you know i look back even two years ago when i started you know this when in the cigar mechanic garage when i used to do lives and then i hear myself now on the podcast and it's a completely different world oh yeah um the the overall intention of what i'm about and who i am has not changed but how i represent christ has yes and how i represent myself knowing that knowing that i'm a son of god has completely changed and it's yeah, I gotta say, Tim, it's fun to be able to say that not in a braggadocious way, but in, oh, in a way of just happiness and joy for what has become. Yep, yeah, it, it's it, it's never wrong to look back with uh, appreciation for how God has changed us and the improvement that has taken place. It's never a bad thing as long as it doesn't become, you know, boastful bragging. Well, look what God's done, and I've done this, and we've done that. And it, it, as long as it's a wow, look at look at the change that's taken place. There's no no pride. There's no arrogance. There's no nothing in that. And you should be able to look back and go, wow, look at what God has done. And you should be able to go, wow, look what has changed. Wow, look how much better this is. And if you can't look back and go, wow, look how much better this area of my life is or that area of my life is, then 
what aren't you doing to help improve your life? Are you just status quo? Are you just going through the motions? Um, you, you have to be able to do those things. Yeah, or secondarily, what's blocking you from seeing the great things that's happened in your life? Yep. So often we are, we, we are our own worst critic, and yet God sees us in a way that we can't even bother to see ourselves. And that's, that's what amazes me on a daily basis is the days that I go through and I beat myself up and I feel like I'm not worthy, and I feel like I'm such a piece of crap. And then I have to stop and look and go, but I am worthy. I'm worthy of his love. I'm worthy. Uh, I'm worthy of the crucifixion. I'm worthy of the, his blood. I'm worthy of everything that he's given me, and that he's that, that he's put in my life, because he sees that I'm worthy. Because God sees that I'm worthy. So who am I to outthink God, and who am I to be smarter than God and know more about myself, and to be able to say that no, I'm not worthy. God, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, that gets that gets powerful to me when I started, when I started and I get all high pitched. When I started that and that, when <laughs> when I started seeing life that way though, and I, and I'm really working right now to see just everything in life that way. When I when I see somebody that you know they cut you off on the freeway and flip you off and this whole thing, and you're like, ah, oh, you stupid son of a da 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 da. Who am I to judge that person? Because you know what, that person's loved by God too. Yep. Right. And so for me to think that I'm smarter than God, <laughs> think about that for a second. As you go through life and you judge people and you hate on people and, and you judge yourself and you hate on yourself and you go through all these things, in a way what you're saying is, God, I'm smarter than you. I know more than you because I can judge them. And I can, mm -hmm. I can not love them or I could push them away or I could tell them they're not worthy or I can reinforce what they're saying to themselves. You know why that guy flipped you off and why he's angry? It's probably because of a lot of self-doubt and he's trying to overcompensate. Or maybe, you know, maybe he just got in a fight with his, with his wife or with you know his girlfriend or boyfriend, who knows these days. Maybe his dog bit him in the ankle today. Who knows? But why is that person frustrated and why should I compound that frustration by getting into a road rage situation? And we don't get to define what other people are and who other people are. Yeah. It's just not our job. We would be terrible at it. And we've proven time and time again, we are terrible at defining who people are other than a child of God who we need to love. And, and you know you know how I know that we're terrible at defining how who other people are? How? Because we're horrible at letting people define who we are. We're actually good at letting people define who we are, but we're horrible at, at separating that, right? So we we're, do that to ourselves so much. We let everybody around us define who we are versus looking to God and allowing him to define who we are. Yep. And whether so, someone tries to define you positively or negatively, positively, you'll take it. Well, of course I am. Yes, look, they said I am. And negatively, most people take it and they go, I am not that person. They work that much harder to overcome it so they can say that they're not defined that way. Both of them are motivating factors. Both of them are, are the wrong kind of validation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because we've been going through stuff here at home uh, for scouts with the boys, and there's the God in me pack so that they can each get their religious knot uh, for their uniform. And <clears throat> I sat down with Micah yesterday, and we're talking, going through things. And he goes, you know, we're going to go through this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I start walking him through it. And, and I was like, because, you know, part of my job as your dad from God is to not make not only make sure that you're physically healthy and stay safe and all those different things, but that you know who God is and that I can, you know, 
point you to him and show you who he is and that you would make a decision on your own to follow him. And he goes, okay. He goes, that's your job. And I said, I said, yes, God has said as the head of my household, as, as the spiritual leader of, of the family, as all those different things, it is my job to one represent God, but it is also my job to show you him and spend time intentionally with you talking about him. And he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, is that in the Bible? And I said, yeah, it absolutely is. And so we're going through, and I hadn't looked to see what it was or, you know, what the material for that time, because I wanted to go in with fresh eyes, just like Micah. And it took us right to Jeremiah, where it, you know, Jeremiah, um, uh, oh, was it 29, 29, 15, where asked for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, not 29, whatever it is, but that verse. Uh, and we, we read it that verse but then as you read before that it talks about and speak this to your sons and your daughters and pass this on to them and i look there and i go micah look right there that is where god is telling me as your dad that i'm supposed to be doing this spending time with you and showing you god and he paused and he looked at me and he was like oh well then i guess this is what we're supposed to do and he wasn't going to argue it but getting to spend that time and see that just in the 45 minutes we spent doing that first section of his book he changed and he went from this like anxious like oh no it's like a school assignment to okay dad what do we need to do next what's the next one that we that we get to do and it was a total shift and it was one of those things where i'm sitting praying as we're going through it and looking at him and going okay i see god softening his heart i see these little things going on that i would never have been able to do on my own if it was me trying to do it but me saying god this is your child yes you've entrusted him to me but you're going to make the change. I know you're going to make the change and let's go. Let's see what happens here. And it was cool to see in just the first section, how God is already changing him. And, you know, we talked about baptism and different things after and all sorts of things. And so it was just really cool how, when you listen to God, when you listen to the right voice, when you listen to the person that does define us, he can continue defining and enhancing that definition and fine tuning it for his glory. And it was really cool. Yeah, I think that's important for kids to understand because as as a young adult, right, and as a kid, um, you know, you look back, I look back on my childhood and I think everybody looks back on their childhood when they start discovering um, why they are the way they are and why they've chosen to be the way that they've chosen to be because your, your definition of who you are doesn't, we, you know, we take that, right, we take that definition of who we are from our parents, from the kids at school, from all that stuff. And yet that's in the, that's within the world, that's within the flesh. But when we can really look and see and define ourselves by who, how, by who God is and how he sees us, that changes everything. And every one of us is different. Every one of us has our unique gifts and abilities and, and opportunities to, to touch somebody else and to, to be there for somebody else. But in those moments when I look and I say, okay, my mother was this way, my father was this way, my brother was this way, my aunt, my uncle, the people at school, the kids there, yada, 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 all these things. And you start saying, holy crap, I've allowed all these people in my life to define who I am. Mm -hmm. And it saddens me. And I, you know me, dude, vocabulary, language, the way you speak is such a big thing. Yep. And it saddens me when I start hearing people say, my mom made me this way. My dad made me this way. When this happened, it made me feel this way. <laughs> When Tim said this to me, it made me angry. No, it did not. You chose to be. When Tim said that to me, I chose to be angry. And I chose to be angry because why? 
because I've allowed the past and the people in my past to define who I am. And I run that through the filters of my life that I have. And I feel like this is like a reoccurring thing that, that we talk about here in the podcast, because that is like, to me is the first step mm-hmm. to me that that's the, for me personally, that's the first step in my faith is I have to get out of my own way to let God come in and be the guide to be the one that directs where I'm going and who I am. And until I see myself as he sees me and until I see him and how he defines me, there is no, there's no way I'm going anywhere. Yeah. Redefine how you define yourself. Yeah. You you have to redefine who defines you and correction on the verse. It's not Jeremiah it's Joshua popped into my head now, but uh, yeah, it was in Joshua. So for everybody that's like, Tim, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're right. I was wrong. It's in Joshua. It's okay. It's in the Bible. Find it. There we oh. go. It's in the B-I-B-L-E. Here's the great thing about what we have today is we have information at our fingertips and we have a thing called the Googles and you can search all this stuff. I'm not the guy that can sit here and quote all the verses in the Bible, but I know what's in there. And, you know, if I need to find it, I will Google it. I'll find it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. So spend some time and some effort to Google that. But let let, let me clarify and let me let me reiterate something. The definition of who we are comes from our Father in heaven. Yes. It does not come from your Father here on earth. And your Father here on earth does not define who Jesus Christ and who God in heaven is. I looked at my Father here on earth. I looked at my pastor here on earth and I said, why would I ever want a relationship with God if this is what a Father is? Father's mm-hmm. a big word for so many people, but you know what? That's a capital F, Father. Yep. Which is much larger than the lowercase f, Father, of who is here. Yep. So let's understand that and let's see that there's a, de- there's a definition, there's a difference there. And even me as a father, I tell my kids, you can't allow just my actions to define who God is. No. Because I am a flawed individual too, as perfect as I think I am. And as amazing and beautiful as I am, uh, I, I am a flawed individual. And for my kids to look at me and say, that is what God is. I can tell you this five years ago, 10 years ago, if my kid, my kids looking at me and, and having that be the definition of who God is, I would never, ever even consider being a Christian. Why would I want a relationship with that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a cousin who uh, her, her dad essentially walked away from her mom. And so she grew up thinking that marriage just didn't work because one of them was going to give up. And she looked at my parents' marriage and admitted this when she was probably late high school, early college. Uh, and she said, you know, the, the only reason that I think a marriage can work is because I've seen you two make it work. Because I grew up, because my dad left mom, I didn't think it was possible. She is now happily married with her own child and doing phenomenally well and walking with God and all of that because she chose to redefine what her conditions tried to define her as or tried to condition her into. And so she chose to be different and she chose to say, God, you can make me different than that. You've made me different than that. And you can make me in a way that I don't think that's the only outcome. Yeah. And you know why a marriage works? Because both people work at it because God's the center. Because God said it's going to work. It's in his will that that work, and it's in his will that you fight through whatever you're going through in your marriage. There is, listen, the, the crap I put my wife through, I shouldn't even be married to her today. There's just no way. 
if you look at the world and you look at the definitions and if you look at everybody that probably gave her advice and what we were going through, which fortunately my wife doesn't have a ton of friends and she's not very open about our relationship. <laughs> like she doesn't share a lot of personal things. So otherwise we may not be married today, but she's a very independent thinker. And I absolutely love that about her because she knew that there was a commitment that she made at that point mm-hmm. 20 years ago, 22 years ago when we got together. I mean, dude, before we even married, she had in her mind that this was something that was a commitment for life. And she's held true to that. And she had her belief and I wavered in mine. And yet here we are now today with the most peaceful household and the, the, the greatest of times and the greatest. I mean, dude, but, um, you know, Mother's Day, you know, I go out rock crawling on Mother's Day because she's working. But I take my oldest daughter with me. And, you know, instead of going to my buddy's house, you know, to have hot dogs, I come home and I text my wife, hey, can we take you out to dinner tonight? What a change that was from five years ago where I would have said, I'm still doing whatever I want to do. So yep. we came home and we hung out. We just sat in the living room and she's like, I really don't want to go anywhere. So we ordered pizza and we hung out. But it meant the world to her. And she even said, to, I'm like, babe, I, I didn't get you anything for Mother's Day. What, what can I do? How? She's like, I don't, I don't want anything. She she's wants like, have, right in front of her. Yeah. And she's like, I have everything that I need. You know, what What more do you need? She's 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 got God. She's validated there. She's got two beautiful children. You know, and my, <laughs> what did my daughter say? My daughter said, oh, yeah, she goes, without me, mom wouldn't be able to celebrate Mother's Day. And I said, correction, baby, um, without me, mom wouldn't be able to celebrate Mother's Day. Do we need to send you back to sex ed? <laughs> she just rolls her eyes. She's like, and my wife goes, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. Do it. She goes. Hey, oh, oh, I don't even think right. about that. <laughs> Dad, uh, why do you do that my, to me? Yeah, my youngest is sitting there. She's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll learn in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not having this conversation with you right now. <laughs> Go see your mother on Mother's Day. She'll explain yeah, how I, you become a mother. Just eat your pizza. <laughs> I just love it. Well, without me, she, she wouldn't, you know, one of the above. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not true. Without me, she wouldn't be a mother right Yep. Oh, uh, the look on their face is great. But Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's so important. I mean, my, my family, my daughters, my, you know, my father, my, my, my mother, my brother, all those things, they don't define who I am. And, and I just, I, dude, I wish I can pound that into every single person's head. I just really wish I could pound that into everybody's head. I think if people could get that, then they could start understanding where other people are coming from and start reacting uh, to people understand in an understanding manner, right? Understanding where they are and not reacting to people through their own filters. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, good. you're upset, so I'm going to be upset. So I'm going to define you as an angry person because you only make me angry. Wait, 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 what? Or you do this, or you do that. It's like, guys, just get back to the basics. Get back to, I mean, it's what was in Micah's lesson yesterday that we went through. That we went through. Get back to loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And most people look at it and go, oh, love my neighbor. Okay. And they don't actually fulfill the, the end part of it, that as yourself. Oh, so I love myself enough to go and buy me this food or to go and get these clothes or to take care of my car to do these different things because it it takes care of me it takes care of my needs but i don't love my 
I have to separate? No, you don't separate that. You keep that together. How much do you love yourself? You take care of this. You, you go to the doctor. You brush your teeth. You do the things to take care of yourself physically. You're reading your Bible, taking care of yourself spiritually, emotionally. You separate yourself from things that, you know, could drag you down. So emotionally, you take care of yourself. The amount of love that you have for yourself, not in a prideful, arrogant way, but the amount of love you have for yourself, you've got to be showing that not having that, showing that to your neighbors as well. And I don't mean just the people on the other side of your fence, like Wilson peeking over, but the people that you interact with in a day-to-day -day, um, manner, the people that come across your path, the people that you walk by on a sidewalk and they have their head down because whatever the reason is, and you say hello to them, love on them, all those things. I mean, we, we okay, we gotta love God first, and we gotta love our neighbor as ourself. Well, I just want to love my neighbor the way I feel like I want to. Great. Let's see how that works for you when other people try and show you that same level of love you don't want to show other people. Well, it it, it, it reminds me of, of what happened. On, I don't know if I told you or not, but what happened when we were four-wheeling. Because hmm. I think people understand. I think people just see that love and they see that change and they see they see something in you, right? Uh, people have that, that gut feeling. Let me ask you this. If you're out on a trail in the middle of a desert and – you run into another Jeep, not actually like run into, but you come across another Jeep and that other Jeep says, hey, man, why don't you come along with us? We're going to go to a completely different isolated area of the desert. Would you be like, all right. Personally, if we're yeah. off four wheeling and it's an area I haven't been and I want to explore it, absolutely. What if the guy had tattoos all over his neck and his face and was carrying a gun? Gang yeah, tattoos. That's where you get to the point where you have to honestly lean on the Holy Spirit and go, is this something I should be doing? Because God should be orchestrating those steps. Yeah, so I run into a dude on the trail as we're heading back because, you know, where we're going, it's on fire. So they blocked the road, which I mm -hmm. think if we had gotten on the trail just an hour earlier, we probably could have gotten up to the fire, which has been really cool. Oh, yeah. But um, we actually saw the hot shots heading up the trail. Uh, to go and, and take care of the fire. So I you know, got the guys together and said, hey, man, as we're, as they're driving by, make sure you guys are praying for these men. Um, and so, which we did. But coming back down the trail, we run into this guy that is, that he's got tattoos. He, you could tell he's been places. And he's, you know, he stops and I'm like, hey, dude, the road's closed up ahead. You know, just go ahead and turn around and go back. He goes, oh, okay, well, where are you guys going? I was like, we're heading over to this other area called Boulders. It's about eight miles down the road. And he's like, oh, okay, where is that? And I go, dude, why don't you just turn around and join us? Yep. Okay. So he turns he turns around and joins us, right? He's like, oh, okay. I think we're, we're a couple of random dudes. we got a side-by-side -side and two Cherokees out there. And it, all right, he turns around, dude, and he sticks right behind us and gets out there. We get over to the Boulders. We shake hands. The guy's name is Smiley. That's what he goes nice. by. Nice. Cool dude. You know, introduce him. He's got his buddy Mike. They got their ladies with them. We go on this trail, and you can tell he's got a new Jeep. He said he's been Jeeping before, but, they, you know, you can tell it's always trail run stuff. So I give him some pointers. I help him out. We get out on the trail, dude. And I actually, when we got to the first obstacle, which is the climbing of a waterfall, I had him go on the bypass because his Jeep, it would have been a little bit sketchy, and I didn't know just how well he was, you know, was at that point. So I had him take the bypass. And then mm -hmm. he watches my Jeep just go and climb this area. And he's like, dude, that is the coolest thing in the world. And I'm like, go take my Jeep and you do it. Yeah. Now, I'm talking, guys, like, listen, 
tattooed. Like, this is what me growing up would have been like, oh, this guy's going to kill me out here. Yep. That's the way I grew up, right? So if I allowed my parents to give me the definition of people, I would have locked my door. So I didn't have doors. I would have yep. driven faster and gotten away. <laughs> Hard to lock well, doors when they're not there. Um, yep. And that's where you lean on the Holy Spirit, like I said a second ago, because if God's opening doors for you to go and you don't have any hesitation, especially in a community like that, where there are communities where you just welcome people, hey, come jump along, go for it. So let me tell you what happened. We get up to the top of this area. We take this guy through some, we take him through some stuff that I was, I was actually a little bit concerned about that he might not be able to get through. And mm -hmm. we take him through all this stuff, dude, and he powers right through it. And there's a couple times where I get through the obstacle and I stop and I come up and I'm guiding him and he's trusting me to get him up these hills. There were some steep spots too. And man, he just, you know, he gained the confidence. He saw what we did and he went through it. So we get to the top and we're overlooking all of this, this area. We get the breeze and we're all the way at the pinnacle of this mountain and mm. we're overlooking everything. It is gorgeous. And we just start talking, come to find out the guy is the Sergeant of arms for a Christian biker club. Nice. He had done time. He said, all of us are ex-felons. We've all done time in prison. Hmm. And I'm sitting here having this conversation. My daughter's overhearing it. And she's like, you pick up the weirdest people. You find the weirdest people all the time for friends. She's like, she overheard him saying that he killed somebody. He shot somebody hmm. at 15. Wow. I said, but what you didn't overhear, baby, is that somebody came up and stabbed him in the back. And so he shot them and self-defense but in where he was in his point of life and he tells me his story dude i just met this dude and he's telling me this story he's sharing his testimony in trust of what we're <laughs> going through and where we are and we just met you know had i been the old me and been up there what up mother just like trying to be overly cool to compensate for my lack of self-confidence mm -hmm. and not trusting in god and showing his love Bro, you think that conversation would have happened? Do you think I would have met this dude? He wouldn't have stayed. It was so cool. And we get to this one other obstacle that, like, Jason didn't even do. It's this wedge of rocks. I posted the video in the group. I think I posted mm -hmm. it on Facebook and Cigar Mechanic. I did. It's Cigar Mechanic Garage. And we get to this wedge of rocks, and he's like, dude, I think I can do it. And I'm like, bro, you're going to damage your Jeep. You need to take the bypass. And he's like, okay, well, I, I think I could do that on my own. I said, dude, the bypass was sketchy, too. I said, there's going to be a time that you're on two or three wheels. There's going to be a time that you're off the ground, and if you hit the brakes, you will endo. You'll tip over forward if you hit the brakes on this one spot on the bypass. Jeez. So he says, I'm going to wait for you guys to guide me. There you go. This is a dude we just met, and he's already trusting me with not only his life, but the three other people in his Jeep. And, dude, and his and newer he, Jeep. It's a new that he had just gotten it. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to bring it to me. We're going to do a lift and all this stuff on it, which is going to be a lot of fun. But <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, by the way, this is what I do. He's like, dude, I have to have a lift. I have to have, because he sees my Jeep and what we're doing. I go through the spot, which I have Jason guiding me. And at one point, I mm -hmm. lost sight of him. And I'm looking at his son who's mimicking the motions that Jason's doing. I trust Jason. And I trust him through his son mm -hmm. to see what's going on. Do we see what's going on here? Yep. When I lost sight of Jason, I trusted his son. There you go. And you so, still had all the guidance you needed. And we got through the impossible to the other side to have a giant smile on my face. Dude, 
there was a point, even my Jeep, there was a point on that obstacle. I was told that one of my back tires came off the ground. My, my, my back tires can flex about three and a half feet. Yeah. So there was a point where they were off the ground. One of the back oh, I tires you were coming through this. In the, in the video, I thought you were going to bottom out on your undercarriage right there on the driver's side because that, that rock came up at a pretty jagged pointed area. I was like, oh, let's hope he doesn't bottom out. And you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There was one point on another one that I did and I just drug it across. It was awesome. But, <laughs> but there's so much there, right? I mean, it's, it's trusting the people that are there. It's showing that love, you know, trusting in God. You know, there, there, dude, there's so many correlations. I can go in an entire sermon on ba based on just going through that obstacle alone. Oh, yeah. Just on that obstacle alone, there's an entire sermon that can go through with that because, it, because it's just so powerful. I mean, mm -hmm. just think about that. You lose sight and you trust the Son. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. Mm-hmm. Dude, so freaking cool. So this guy, this guy was solid, man. This guy, I'm like sergeant of arms. Oh man, what did I get myself into? You know, killed somebody. You're looking at, 15, at his side for a, a long fixed blade and all sorts of different things. Dude, he had yeah. the teardrop. You know, yeah. everything that I was told as a kid that I should avoid and not be a part of. And he said, "Man, I was going down the completely wrong path. All of us have battled drugs. All of us have battled, you know, been in prison. All of us have battled this thing." And every single one of us, our life changed when we found God and we started trusting him. And Your he's like, man, ever, yeah, ever since then, my life has been so blessed and he continues to take care of me. Yep. And all of your old definitions, you were told, taught and ingrained in you growing up. Don't associate with a person that looks like this or a person that's done that in the past or this or that or how they look or these different things. Instead, you'd read, you'd find it and said, yeah, you're a child of God. I don't know that you're a child of God, but we're all out here together. We're all brothers. Let's go. It's, and that's, that's, what's, that's what's so beautiful about it is being defined by God, not yes. being defined by what my parents told me is to be true. And listen, you might have had great parents growing up. I, on the surface, mine look like great parents. You look at my family, you go, dude, how did you have any issues? Yeah, Because you didn't <laughs> live in that home. Yeah. You know what? And, and all of our parents are flawed in their own unique and special way. And all of us are flawed in our own unique and special way. It's how do we handle that and how do we move through and where do we find our validation and seek our love from? Is it from mm -hmm. those around us or is it from those or is it from him who's in heaven? Yeah. And, and that is one of the uh, mentally most challenging things for Christians to wrap their head around is, well, how, how do I get rid of this? How do I change this? How do I change that? In the same way that the thief and the murderer hanging up on the crosses next to Jesus redefined their eternity. In the same way that, I mean, Saul became Paul. And, I mean, all these different things that happened over and over and over again in the Bible. People go, oh, God changed them. You're right, God changed them. But they had to be open to the change. Sometimes it had to smack them in the face. But they had to redefine what what they were, who they were. And until you let God redefine you, your definition is wrong. God always wants you to be the best that, he, that you can be. You are his son. He wants nothing but the best for you. You yep. have to get out of the way. That's plain and simple. You've got to get out of the way. Sound like Zig Ziglar. You got to get out of the way. Well, you um, said be the best you can be. I almost said in the army, but I figured I wouldn't go there, but now I am. All that so. you can be. Um, in God's army. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so far off. But and that's the key of it, guys. Get out of the way. 
guys and gals, get out of the way. The, the people in your life, the people around you, and the things that you tell yourself, that doesn't define you. That doesn't make you who you are. The situations you've been through in life are there for a lesson for you to grow, for you to be closer to him, not for you to be further away and to judge yourself so that you can't let him in to do the work. He loves you. He appreciates you. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are absolutely loved by him. And that is all that defines you and makes you who you are on a day-to-day basis. Share that with everyone around you. Move out of the way and let God work within you. Yep. Dang. I think that's a perfect place to cap this <laughs> bad boy off and Sing. let it go. Dude, that hits though, man. I mean, that, that really hits. It does. It, yeah. it does. And, you know, it's, it's interesting through through your experience uh, out on the trail and my experience with Micah, um, the underlying theme is, is how are we defining ourselves? What are we doing? What are the actions that God has told us to do to define ourselves in him? And the only definition that matters, Webster, sorry, you ain't got nothing on God's definition of who people are, and you'll never be able to do it the same way. But this week, as you go out, go and redefine yourself and do it God's way. Don't let other people get in your head. Don't let other people sway you positively or negatively. Let God orchestrate interactions and lessons and what is going on in your head so that he can be the one that defines you. And if you don't understand, not from intellect standpoint, but if you don't understand what it means to be a Christian or to let God define you, reach out to us. We would love to go down that that path with you, have that conversation with you. Reach out to us. You can send us a DM on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Down to the Nub. Um, and and we would love to have that conversation. You can email us, info at downtothenub.com, and we would love to just explore um, what it is that you're learning and what you want to know more about this God that we talk about each episode and how much he loves us. And maybe you're not ready to say that, uh, that somebody that you can't see could actually love you because everybody you've ever seen has always hurt you. We want to have that conversation and show you the amazing loving God that we serve and that we believe in and that we love. Um, but if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe, ring that bell, and smash that like button. You know, I take it back to a couple weeks ago. I thought it was fun when I said, make sure you smash the, the bell and ring the like button. That was, that was fun for me. I don't know why it came back to my head. But, but yes, go ahead and do that, guys. And uh, if you want to support what's going on here at Down to the Nub, yes, I'm getting a look from Brandon. Like, really, you had to go there, Tim? You said it was. Yeah, remember, was don't, don't let the people around you define who you are. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But if okay, you don't put my helmet on, on here, now. I know. At Down to the Nub, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash down to the nub. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, you are, are humbly appreciated. We don't take anything from this. It goes back into the cost of the show. Uh, and for everybody that's listening on the podcast platforms, thank you for listening. Share it with somebody. Share it with a friend. And uh, we hope that you have a blessed week redefining by God's definition who you are and knowing that you are loved. Yeah, I said it better myself. Y'all have a great week. We'll catch you next Sunday. See ya. Bye-bye.